1: On the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hot heads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
2: And I'm Dennis Foley. Welcome to Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week, our first debater can be heard on San Antonio's Sports Star, ESPN 1250 AM and 945 FM and soon 1033 FM, James Pledger. Hey, James.
3: What's happening, Dennis? Thanks for having me back,
2: Yes, absolutely. Our next debater is making his debut on Master Debaters. We heard nationally on the Chad Benson Show, heard on many stations across the country, and Gatos and Chad on 92.3 KTAR in Phoenix, Chad Benson. Hey, Chad.
4: What's happening, man? Thanks for having me on.
2: Yes, absolutely. And our third debater is also making his debut on Master Debaters, and he's a contributor to 1010 Wins and WCBS 880 in New York, Jason Goldstein. Hey, Jason. What's going on, Dennis? How you doing? Good. Now, all three of our debaters will be presenting arguments in an ever to win over a judge who this week is Alex from Long Island, New York. Hello, Alex. Hi, Dennis. How you doing? Good. Now, his job is to analyze and critique each response our contestants give to questions that I present throughout the show. And along with asking all of these very important questions, I am also the show's referee. So if I hear something that I don't like and merits a penalty, I will play this whistle. That whistle right there. Now, before we get started, let's give our contestants a chance to get to know our judge just a little bit better uh, with a question. So let's start with James. Do you have a question that you'd like to ask our judge, Alex?
3: Yeah, Alex, are you a Jets or a Giants fan being from Long Island?
5: Um, I'm a Giants fan, but I, uh, I actually have been to more Jets games because they're easier to go to.
2: Because the tickets are cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, you have a question for a judge. And
5: my, and my
4: friends are Jets fans,
2: too. Oh. So. Yeah, there's that as well. Uh, Chad, you have a question for a judge, Alex.
4: Yeah, are you a talk radio fan? Uh, depends on who's talking.
2: <laughs> That's a, well, the, probably the best non answer answer I've probably heard so far. Uh, <laughs> and Jason, you have a question for a judge, Alex.
0: Of course, yeah Alex, what was the best thing you got for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate this season?
5: Hmm. Uh, probably I'm trying to think i got I got a couple things, probably uh some books I got some new books uh you know mostly uh you know current affairs uh you know political books but uh you know that that'd probably be it.
0: Some easy reading, I see, huh? <laughs> Something light reading.
2: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Some reading. All right, let's play.
1: Opening arguments on Master Debaters.
2: Yes, it's time for opening arguments. In this segment, I'm going to give each combatant a question. That combatant answers the question, and our judge, Alex, We'll get them the score between 0 and 10 points. They will have 30 seconds for their argument, and a buzzer will let them know when that time is up. Our first topic, unusual weather in East Texas, left people feeling a bit fishy this week. The city of Texarkana said on Facebook that it was literally raining fish Wednesday. The post added that animal rain is a phenomenon. That happens when small water animals are swept up in water spouts or drafts. Animals then drop at the same time that the rain does. So, James, it's raining. What animal would you like to see fall from the sky? 30 seconds.
3: Absolutely raccoons. It's not even a question. Like, raccoons are adorable. They're awesome. They have little hands. They can pick up food. Like, I am all about raccoons. I'd love to see them falling out of the sky and let us have the little trash pandas falling down like rain where they can bless us with their adorableness forever and ever, Amen.
2: All right, Alex, what score do you give that? Zero to ten. You fan of the trash panda? Uh,
5: no, because usually raccoons, when you see them in the daytime, are rabid, um, and will bite you. And we'll give you rabies, and we'll require a large set of shots and I think the American people have had enough shots uh for the past uh you know year uh I'm, I'm, I, this is like a two
2: okay next topic some are suggesting Pluto should be named a planet once
1: again. That's what a group of scientists is arguing as they claim the group that stripped Pluto of its planet status wasn't using a science-based definition. Instead, they say the International Astronomical Union used astrology that led to Pluto no longer being called a planet in 2006. They say the move is hurting scientific research. The study from the researchers was in the journal Icarus. I'm Michael Kastner.
2: All right, Chad, should Pluto be considered a planet 30 seconds? Absolutely. There was
4: no reason for Pluto not to be. And when everybody always says settled science, you find out that science is never settled. That's the beauty of science. So these guys are saying, you weren't even looking at the right thing. You're looking over there at some, uh, you know, uh, astronomy thing here, looking at the stars. Let Pluto Pluto, be a planet. I'm telling you guys right now, it should never have not been a planet. And if you and I both know that once our buddy from Tesla gets a chance to go to Pluto. He'll damn well make it a planet. It should have always been a planet, period. Cape Cod.
2: All right, Alex. What do you think of that? Zero to ten.
5: Very passionate argument about Pluto. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to give that a six.
2: Okay, next topic. The CDC came out with a new warning Thursday concerning COVID and cruises. A cruise trade group says it is disappointed and disagrees with the CDC singling out the cruise industry with 80 plus ships being investigated for outbreaks on board. The CDC is now telling Americans to avoid cruise travel regardless of their vaccination status. The CDC now raising its health notice to a level four, the highest health warning level. It says there's been an increase in the number of COVID cases among cruise ship passengers and crew. That's correspondent Alex Stone. So, Jason, what will it take for you to get you back on a cruise? 30 seconds. Funny you bring up
0: cruises. I actually just saw that story today and I was supposed to go on a cruise um, last year. It got pushed back and hopefully I'm gonna be going again in the spring. So pretty much I'm over the pandemic. I think people should be over the pandemic. If you wanna wear a mask, wear a mask. Everyone's already required their shots, the vaccines, the whole business, submit the tests. So hopefully you'll be as safe as you can possibly be. People want to see the world. They want to go to the all you can eat buffets. They want to go and see and uh you know sit on their balconies with their feet up. So I think at a certain point you have to go on the
2: cruise one way or the other, with or without the pandemic. All right, Alex, give me a score zero to ten for that.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh tough one. Um I'm gonna say five
2: okay well coming up we will be arguing about arguments or potential arguments we'll debate that and more next on national debaters from KTSA
1: this is master debaters the show where the best argument wins
2: it is this week we have James Pledger Chad Benson And Jason Goldstein this week competing to convince our judge, Alex, that their argument is the best argument. And if you want to be a judge on a future edition of Master Debaters, head over to KTSA.com, the Master Debaters page, and sign up. It's that easy. So let's keep this debate going.
1: For argument's sake, on Master Debaters.
2: So in this part of the show, I'm going to give all three contestants the same question. They will each take a turn presenting their argument on that topic. After they each take their 30 seconds to respond, our judge will give them anywhere from zero to 20 points for their responses. The first topic, the U.S. Census Bureau is out with its latest population projections. The
3: Census Bureau projects the world's population will be 7.8 billion people on New Year's Day 2022. That's an increase of 74 million people. The U.S. grew by almost 707,000 people over the past year, and the nation's population is expected to be 332.4 million residents on January 1st. Also, starting next year, the Census Bureau projects an estimated 4.3 births to two deaths worldwide every second.
2: That's correspondently to Kenyon in Washington. So the question 7.8 billion people in the world, 330 something million here in the U.S. Good numbers. You want more, less? Sir james pledger 30 seconds
3: i mean here's the thing that's just logic like ever since humans first stepped out on this earth and evolved like we've exponentially had more of us and with the evolution in technology we are dying at a much slower rate so yes we are growing more than we're evolved uh dying so this is a whole thing we are going to be this way for a long time, overpopulation may end up being a thing at some point in the very near future. I'm okay with it. This is just the way the world works.
2: Chad, more people, less people, 30 seconds.
4: Uh, the reality is, is while there will be more people in the world, there's going to be less people here in the United States and other westernized nations. Uh, because we are not having children the same way that other countries are. That's just the reality of it for several reasons, the expense of children being one of them. Uh, you know what? If you've flown across the country, you realize that most of the country bare and nobody lives there. So we're not overpopulated. We are just in a situation that's very stagnant. We could probably use a few more people, at least here in the United States.
2: And Jason, should there be more people, fewer people? Is the number just about right? 30 seconds. Well, clearly,
0: it sounds like a lot of people were uh, getting it on during the pandemic. I guess there wasn't too much else to do. I think, though, however, we could use less people on this planet. Um, there was the chicken wing shortage we had during the pandemic. We had the toilet paper shortage. There's a shortage of basically everything these days. We're polluting the planet, uh, with, with the climate change, all the masks are going to end up in the ocean. So I think the earth can definitely go with some less people, especially as people are living longer. So I think that's the way to go. Less people better
2: for everyone. All right, Alex, are you giving our debaters more points, fewer points based on their arguments? How'd you feel about them?
5: Mm. Um, this was this is a tough one. Uh, I, I'm gonna go say. Uh. J- I'm gonna go with James. Uh. What do we? Zero to ten, right? Uh, zero
2: to twenty. I'm sorry. Zero to twenty. To
5: twenty. Yeah. Uh. J- James, I'm gonna give uh fifteen uh chad i'm gonna give uh 17 and jason i'm gonna give 18.
2: okay next topic in the breakfast cereal business covid giveth and covid taketh away
1: lockdowns early in the pandemic had americans working and eating at home instead of a drive through breakfast on the way to the office consumers snatched up breakfast cereal to the tune of nine billion dollars in 2020 but stockpiling has eased, and now an industry group says sales have slipped this year to 8.6 billion. The number one breakfast cereal, by the way, General Mills Honey Nut Cheerios leads in sales. That's nah, correspondent Jim
2: Ryan. So we're gonna start with Chad. Best breakfast cereal. What is it? Thirty seconds.
4: A is for apple. J is for Jack. They're cinnamon. They're toasty. They're Apple Jacks. Absolutely love Apple Jacks. Let's be real. It turns the milk it tastes absolutely delicious and i'm not much of a sweets kind of guy but i could eat apple jacks for breakfast lunch and dinner and there are some other great ones out there they may be great but nobody and nothing tastes as good as the apple
2: jacks jason best breakfast cereal 30 seconds Best
0: cereal has got to be cinnamon toast crunch. You can you eat it uh, in a big bowl with milk. You can eat it dry by the fistful if you get hungry for a late night snack. And the best part is um, once you eat all the cereal, the milk is flavored as well. So you get a nice cinnamon bonus drink as well. Um, I love it. Buy a double box at Costco. Like you said, a lot of people stocked up over the pandemic. So that's definitely my favorite cereal of all time.
2: And James, what is the best breakfast cereal? 30 seconds.
3: Well, it's easy. It's Cocoa Puffs. You go, you get it. A lot of people have tried to copy it, whether it's Cocoa Krispies or Cocoa uh, Count Chocolate. Everybody tries to do it. Cocoa Puffs are the perfect thing. It is just a puff of chocolate that you put in milk that turns your milk into chocolate milk. Which gives you an even better thing to finish once. Because most cereal, what are you done when you're done with it? Like, you've just got milk, whether it's uh, cinnamon toast crunch, or whatever, but you have chocolate milk when you're done with Cocoa Puffs.
2: All right, Alex, what scores are you giving our debaters, 0 to 20, for those arguments? Hmm.
5: I'm a little bitter because growing up, I was never allowed to eat those cereals. Oh. Uh. Uh. I. I. Mm
2: uh 15 15 and 15 okay and just for the record i'm in the uh citizen camp in that uh battle because hashtag gluten but uh next topic <laughs> new survey looks at the list of things people say that bother them during family holiday time the
5: holidays brought some return to tradition this year including awkward family conversations according to a new one poll survey The number one topic that people wish their family would not bring up is their love life. That's followed by politics and money. Another 15% say they don't want to discuss their career with family and friends. Among the pesky questions on the list, why aren't you married yet? And when are you going to have a baby?
2: That's correspondent Diane King Hall. We're going to start with Jason. What topics should be discussed during the holidays, even if it bothers other people? What topics should be discussed? 30 seconds. I think the
0: topic that should be discussed is where do you want to travel to next? especially during the pandemic, everyone was in lockdown. So, you know, people had a lot of time to go on social media and browse and kind of daydream about things. So, I mean, I know that's what I'm talking about with my family. Where do you, where are we going to go next? We're probably going to do a family trip with my brothers and uh, my mom. So that should be kind of fun. I think we're thinking of uh, somewhere in the Bahamas, blue water, beach. I mean, you can't really beat that, especially in New Jersey this time of year with the cloudy sky almost every day and 40, 30 degree weather. It's time to get out
2: of here. James, what topics should be discussed at the holidays? 30 seconds.
3: Here's the thing. I love talking sports with everybody, my family, friends. Uh, That's just who I am. But I think everything should be discussed with family or friends. Like There shouldn't be an off-limit on what you discuss because that's what helps us evolve and learn more is people. If you can't discuss certain things with people, then... There's no sense in continuing to try and do anything, especially with family, because this is something that you should be able to at least peacefully agree on or at least discord on.
2: Okay, and Chad, what topic should be discussed with family around Christmas, Panicca, New Year? 30 seconds.
3: You know what?
4: We talk about everything, but uh, we love talking about the kids. I've got a couple of young ones and enjoy talking to them uh you know my family about them and also the future what is the future like where are you going in life what are you looking to do with things of that nature i think are good because i think too often than not we get stuck in a wacky world of politics and you know did you get a shot did you not get a shot it's good to talk about the humanity in each other the fact that we're all kind of got the same last name and let's enjoy it and let's be for each other
2: all right alex What score do you want to give all three of our debaters? Zero to 20.
4: Mm.
5: I like Jason's uh, discussion about travel because I definitely want to travel more in 2022. Uh, Although I'm a little, I'm still a little skittish on it. Uh, I'm going to give him uh, 18 points. Uh, Thank you. James. James, I'm going to give, uh, 16 points. And, uh, and Chad, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, you know what, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with him on, you know, talking about, you know, kids and, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to give him, uh, 17 points.
2: Okay. Well, coming up, our debaters have some things that they want to present to our judge. We're going to find out what that is what the judge thinks about what they have to say next this is master debaters from ktsa
1: this is master debaters from 550 ktsa and fm 1071
2: it is and i'm dennis foley joining us this week we have james pledger chad benson and jason goldstein all trying to coerce or judge alex from long island new york to give them more points than their fellow competitors
1: let's keep this show going State your case on Master Debaters.
2: So our competitors before the show came in with a topic that they wanted to discuss and present to our judge. They would get 60 seconds to do so. During those 60 seconds, if the other combatants wish to challenge... They will get 30 seconds each after the case is done being presented. Now, after all the challenges, the original presenter will get their own 30 seconds to address their challengers. And if they change their topic from what they had sent in before the show, it's an automatic five point penalty. There are also more points at stake. Our judge can, you know, still give up to 20 points. At the end of each topic, but the judge can also take away up to 20 points from anyone, whether they challenged, presented the argument or chose to stay quiet. So you guys want to guess who our points leader is at this point in the show. Who is the leader in our points right now? It's not James or I. It's yeah. Jason, you have a guess? I think I might have the lead. Jason. Maybe by a slim amount. Jason's been keeping score, I guess, because yes, he does have a lead with a slight amount. So you get to start with your 60 second argument, which begins right now.
0: Beware of bridezillas. They are the worst. So I actually, aside from radio, I DJ a lot of weddings on the weekends. Um, Some brides you just want to have absolutely nothing to do with. Uh, There was this one bride I was reading about in the news that she actually disinvited one of her bridesmaids from her wedding because she looked too good. Now the kicker in the story is that, who picked the dress, who do you think? She picked the dress for all the bridesmaids and she decided that the person that she picked the dress for looked too good in it and disinvited her from the party. So apparently they're not even friends anymore, which I don't blame that bridesmaid because if you're just that disposable over the fact of wearing a dress, that's pretty sad. Now, obviously I understand like you don't wanna upstage the bride But she wasn't the one who picked the dress for herself. So I would just say that's something, you know, that bride is a person you do not want to be friends with at the end of the day. So good luck to everyone involved
2: in that. All right, James Pledger, first with a challenge, 30 seconds. Here's the thing. If you're marrying
3: a bridezilla, you already know what you're stepping into in the first place. And if you're friends with somebody like that, you know who they are as a person. That's on you as a friend. That's on you as a husband. Like, these are the choices that you have made in life. She didn't just become like this because of this moment. She has been like this, and you've either ignored the red flags, or you haven't noticed them, which is even worse. So, on me you got to have either recognized it or it's on you.
2: All right, uh, Chad, your 30-second challenge. Can I just say I saw the picture
4: of her, and my goodness me, I would have told her not to come to my wedding either because <laughs> her husband was probably thinking, uh, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe this wasn't the right one to marry because she was extra ridiculous. In saying all of that, though, the fact that she posted it everywhere – TikTok, it also showed you the vapidness of this girl as well. I think the reality is they're probably all bridezillas. They just don't know it until they're the actual bride.
2: All right, Jason, your 30 second rebuttal to those challenges. I mean,
0: I would say, yes, there are definitely keys in your personality that, you know, the the uh, bridesmaid could probably tell that she had some of those traits. But at the end of the day, when the bride herself picks the dress that you're supposed to wear and then tells you that you look too good in it. There's a problem there. I mean, I—that's I, just like unacceptable in my mind. Um, and the bride should be really, you know, confident in in herself. She picked her dress too, so she should feel good about what she's wearing and feel good about her friends and family that are there, and not be worried about being upstaged. Yeah, but that girl was so hot. <laughs> so, she is. That is true. She looked like she was getting ready to go out to a gala. So she made the
4: bride made her pay for it.
2: <laughs> Alex, what scores are you giving all three of our debaters? Negative twenty to twenty for those arguments.
5: Uh, this is hard because I don't have the picture.
2: Mm. Uh,
5: I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to Google this later. Um,
0: for show research purposes, of course, right?
5: Absolutely,
3: <laughs> complete
5: for research. Um, I, I'm gonna give Jason. Uh, I'm gonna give Jason twenty points for his argument, uh, I'm going to give James and Chad, uh, each 10 points for their, uh, uh challenges.
2: Okay. Uh, Chad, it's your turn with your 60 second argument.
4: So once again, the wokeness of the world has jumped in, and Virginia teachers are now upset because they're trying to make everything more equitable. Again, they're starting to get away with doing away with grades. That's right. Finally, teachers are firing back and saying, you know what, enough is enough. The reality is is it's not about doing away with grades and making it equitable. It's about teaching and learning, and that's what they're trying to explain to the people and the powers that be. Teaching and learning the fact that you have to do homework, that doing extra credit is a good thing, that sometimes you do have to go a little bit further in life and push a little bit harder. The reality is, is by trying to make everything even, what you end up doing is shortchanging many people, especially the people that may need the help the absolute most and that's what we're missing in this world today trying to make everything even doesn't make it even on the good side many times it makes it even on the bad side and that is not a good
2: place to be thank goodness teachers are fighting back all right jason first with your 30 second challenge
0: Sure. I mean, I think, look, it's, they probably mean well by trying to make everything even in the school. But at the end of the day, and in real life, there are winners, there are losers, there are deadlines. So, you know, I was reading over that article too. It was saying, you know, I think we should do away with deadlines in this school. That doesn't really help or prepare these students for the real world. They're going to go to their job, and if they have an assignment due by a certain date, their boss is not going to just excuse them. They'll probably eventually lose their job if they do that on a regular basis. Um, They just got to have to learn the hard way sometimes.
2: And James Bledger, your 30-second challenge.
3: 100% about learning the hard way. Everything we do is based on a deadline, on something we have to accomplish by a certain date, certain time. Like Everybody has deadlines within their life. These are what is set in a school setting, is you have something you have to do that has to be completed by a certain time, if you continually lacks the expectation, it lacks the expectations of the child, which therefore allows them to go into life expecting laxed expectations on themselves, and it just sets them up for failure.
2: All right, Chad, your 30-second rebuttal.
4: Again, everybody's trying to do things with their heart rather than their head. The reality is simply this. When we set people up in a situation where we're trying to make them feel good, but we're not actually telling them the truth or giving them the reality of what the world is going to be like, it is going to be ugly for them, and that is not doing them a good service. That's doing them an absolute disservice, and we should do better than that. And James, you missed a lot of deadlines, brother. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what scores are you giving negative 20 to 20?
5: Hmm, <laughs> this is, this is, uh, hm. I am, yeah, one thing we didn't, you know, you didn't discuss was really it's about teaching kids time management. You know, it's not about deadlines. Deadlines are, you know, are sometimes arbitrary. It's about teaching kids how to manage time. Uh, and I, I'm going to give Chad, uh, I'm going to give 16. I'm going to give James uh, 8 and Jason 8.
2: Okay. James, it's your turn for your 60-second argument. Well, the
3: world... The world of COVID has hit sports pretty hard over the past month with New year or excuse me, with uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays in general. and we're seeing positives pop across a ton of sports, whether it's the NFL, the NBA. Uh, NHL shut itself down for a week to try and get things under control. I think COVID is becoming more of an endemic than a pandemic, and this is just something that we're going to have to learn to deal with, much like when we heard Michael Jordan had a flu game. We've seen the NFL and the NBA adapt their guidelines from 10 days back to five days. This is just something that we're going to have to live with and play through. That's just the way the world of sports is going. Like, Michael Jordan's flu game uh, is one of the most gross things we've ever heard of. I just think that's
2: the way COVID's going. And Jason, your 30-second challenge.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, it seems like the mandates and the rules at this point are so different depending on where you live and even what you do, whether it's a restaurant, you know, at least in New York, New Jersey area, you have to show your vaccination card, you have to wear a mask. But yet you can go to the sports game down the road and in a sold out arena, they just ask you to wear your mask when you're not eating or drinking. But at the same time, when are you not eating or drinking during a sports game? You probably have a beer in your hand or some Cracker Jacks or something like that or a hot dog. But as far as, like, testing for the players and everything, I think, uh, like, the more they're testing, it's just, you know, even if they're asymptomatic, they're, they're being asked
2: to sit out. So it's just causing a lot of problems. And, Chad, your 30-second uh, challenge. That thing.
4: At some point in time, you have to just realize this is something that's not going anywhere. Endemic, not pandemic. I've been saying for the last year and a half, it's not going anywhere. And you know what? How many of us have gone to to work or school when we've had the flu, a cold? At some point in time, you've got to learn to live with this thing and above this thing. And that includes the athletes. And I know the athletes are frustrated because they're asymptomatic and they want to play. And at some point, you just say you're in the best shape of your life. We're going to let you play the game because you've already realized there's a risk at what you're doing.
2: And James, your 30-second rebuttal. We've
3: protected people as much as we can over the past year and a half. This thing isn't going anywhere. That is obviously obvious with all the variants and mutations that this disease has encountered. So this is something we're eventually going to have to play through. And that's something that Adam Silver has said as much. This is something we're going to have to live with. And I think it's someday that. COVID is just being going to become the next flu game, especially for asymptomatic players.
2: Okay, so Alex, what scores are you giving our debaters? Negative 20 to 20.
5: I'm going to give uh, 10, 10, and 10.
2: Okay, well, coming up. Who is going to win? Someone's going to win. Find out how next. This is Master Debaters
1: from KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. And
2: that argument ends right here, right now. It's a battle this week between James Pledger, Chad Benson, and Jason Goldstein to convince our judge, Alex from Long Island, New York, that their argument is the best argument, but it comes down to one final fight.
1: Closing arguments on Master Debaters.
2: Where it all gets decided, a four-minute melee. I present a topic, and our three contestants will hash it out amongst themselves for... A whole four minutes, no more, no less. Four minutes. At the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points or can take away up to 100 points. The person with the fewest points will get a 15-second head start, and then everyone else can join in after a little bell has rung. So who wants to guess who has the fewest points at this point in the show? Oh, it's me. Jason, you have a guess? Chad. Correct answer is James. James does have the fewest points. So, the topic. Can you get points for that? <laughs> you might need them, but uh, no. It is a new year. So, what do you think will be the craziest thing that will happen this year that we'll be talking about at this time next year? The craziest thing that you think will happen this year the four minute argument. James Pledger gets a 15 second head start, which begins right now.
3: Well, it's pretty simple. We keep knocking on the door of this, and we obviously have not learned from our mistakes. It's artificial intelligence. We keep trying to create things to make our lives more simple that are actually going to take over and kill us, much like whether it was Terminator. Or iRobot, or any of the movies. Like this is something that is going to happen. We keep knocking at this door to make our own lives easier. But
0: I don't know. I think it's going to be alien invasion.
3: That this isn't a thing that we should be knocking at.
0: Haven't you seen all those news stories? The movies, everything's coming out talking about like aliens are coming. they just. Hired a bunch of people at NASA talking about how they want to prepare everybody, like how, psychologically. What are they going to do when they tell everyone the aliens are here? I think that's I'm the biggest you guys- thing.
4: I'm telling you, the alien thing seems like it's a very real thing. But the reality is, we're you know what we're going to be talking about this time next year? We're going to be talking about the crazy election crap that we don't want to be talking about. How stuff was stolen from somebody else. How such and such did this. And was there going to be a MAGA part two? Oh, my goodness me. It's never, ever ending. The minute you get elected, you have to start running again, which means we've got stuff to talk about that's kind of what we do here and trust me i'd rather talk about the alien invention invasion because i've been talking about it forever it's coming harry Reid just died and he was pushing the have trump and everybody release all the stuff for the aliens because he knows it's real
0: it's coming but uh, and the, another point is they're trying to get people off of this planet uh, elon musk wants to get people to mars in the next 10 years i saw a million well, people not- you have jeff bezos you have all these guys going to space why because they clearly know something that we don't we need to get off of this planet or at least bring some of the human race to another planet to start populating there because we're in danger because as soon as the aliens come here they're going to take over and we're in trouble
3: it's we're trying to annihilate ourselves look at the robotic technology we've already tried to create we created artificial intelligence that was so smart it developed its own language and started talking to itself in its own language and they had to shut it down Yet we still keep knocking at this door. We are all over We have
0: to work about that. I mean, we have these robotic things that they the, that are supposed to like vacuum your floor. What do they really do? They just bounce around into things, get tangled up on your cords, your extension cords. They're really that smart, this this intelligence. I mean, you try to talk I to see Alexa or see a you, know, you say, please I turn know. on all of my lights. And they You're say, a you know, long way do away you,
4: from, from actual what that, an alarm? AI taking over the world. I'm telling you guys. It's unfortunate that the coronavirus is going to lead us into more chaos, more shots, more stuff, more pretend lockdowns, not lockdowns. It depends on who's running for re election somewhere or who's running for, you know, to get away from Biden or on Trump's side. It's all going to be COVID based on BS, based on election yeah, time. You know what? The aliens may have
0: this. actually poisoned the human race with COVID. They may be trying to kill us off to try to start their takeover. Like, it, it's like, sneak attack
4: well that's totally look thing. at that well, robot we are the trailer part of attack.
3: the universe <laughs> all i know is that robot technology has slowly been taking over our lives we don't notice it but it's real like you walk into your house and say alexa lights on like once that goes down we almost become stupid and don't even know how to turn on the lights in our house anymore that is on us yeah. they are
0: we, no, you, you we, we, ask Alexa to turn on the we lights so and it's probably going to end up turning them off. That thing never can understand you.
2: Yeah. We've underestimated our laziness. Well, that was an argument about some of the <laughs> uh, things that the craziest thing that we think is going to happen in 2022. Alex, um, I actually was going to get my, uh, my tinfoil while they were debating, so I didn't get to hear the whole thing, but, um, what scores do you want to give each of our debaters, negative 100 to 100?
5: Yeah, I just, I'm just i trying to process this. <laughs> we went from artificial intelligence to politics to aliens. No one mentioned anything about a catastrophic weather event, even though we did mention at the beginning of the show that fish were raining in Texas. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus.
2: now while, i'm gonna break yeah.
5: i'm gonna make or break the show here because the, the scores are, are gonna make someone's life better yeah that's kind um, of the point of this segment <laughs> uh, i I'm giving James fifty points I'm giving uh Jason twenty points. I'm giving uh, Chad 10 points.
2: Okay. Time to do some math to figure out who our master debater is. Now, uh, I do want to also mention that um, James has used this Skynet argument before in a topic. There is evidence of there of this argument before.
3: This is the real thing that's going to happen.
2: Yes. But it is time to name this week's master debater after discussing some of the most controversial topics going on in our land right now. In third place, with 101 points, Chad Benson. Oh. In second place... With 114 points, Jason Goldstein, which means this week's oh, master debater. With 121 points, James Ledger. James? I demand a recount. Well, you get Wait, to celebrate. Well, I was. 60 seconds starts right now. Go. I'd like to thank everyone that
3: believed that artificial intelligence was the real flux to 20. 20- And that we need to be on the verge of trying to figure out what is going on and shut this down before it becomes a real problem within our society. I'd also like to thank my competitors. Chad, I love you. I was Chad's first board op. He actually dubbed me my first nickname, Dead Air James, which (laughs) in radio is not a great nickname, by the way. So... (laughs) I'd like to thank Chad. I would like to thank you for everyone who made this last night tonight, right here on 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Thank you. I appreciate everything that has happened. I will not take this for granted. Enjoy New Year's. Happy New Year's, everyone. Enjoy responsibly.
2: James got a little muffled there midway through. I think he was saying something nice about KTSA, which... I'll, I'll take. I'll take. It was artificial intelligence. Silence. Yeah, you know, got to keep an eye on yeah. AI. Well, that's They're it. coming for him. A big thank you to our three contestants. James, Pledge, James Pledger, a master debater this week from San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 AM and 94.5 FM and soon 1033 FM. Chad Benson from The Chad Benson Show and Gatos & Chan on 92.3 KTIR in Phoenix. And Jason Goldstein from 1010 Wins and WCBS 880 in New York. And a big thanks to our judge, Alex, from Long Island, New York. Master Debaters is a production of XS Studios in KTSA San Antonio. Learn more about Master Debaters online at KTSA.com. I'm Dennis Foley. This has been Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins.
1: San Antonio's home for news and talk, on air, online, and on demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071.